2: plan savings with three lines of t-mobile essentials versus comparable available plans plan features and taxes and fees may vary jj under center brings a tight end in motion handoff blake corham up the middle touchdown Wolverines find the left side of the offensive line and michigan extends the lead to 33 to 13 with 337 to go in the ball game
1: Final score, 34-13. Congratulations, Michigan Wolverines. And it was a dominant performance by the Wolverines defense. Got the sense that even though Washington Perloff did make it a one-score game, they never could really fully grab the momentum back from Michigan yeah. because the defense was so good.
3: Uh, also, too, Michigan controlled the game offensively, too. Just going up 14-3 on running the ball, yeah. not even having to throw the ball. It was a dominant performance. I think you can look at that game and clearly say Michigan was the better team.
1: I think so, too. I think they could have won even by a lot more. It's either, uh, you know, either you want to say Michigan did the wrong thing by going away from the run game, or you want to credit Washington for their defense making adjustments to force Michigan to go away from the run. They got themselves back in the game again, but could never, like, connect on that big play. The only explosive they had that counted was a 44-yard throw late in the game to Roma Dunze, but at that point, it was too little too late. Yeah, I
3: mean, it was, was twenty thirteen late in the game, and you felt like, knowing Washington, oh, yeah. the run is coming. Like, like, they been steal a, this? Yeah. It's been a magical team where Penix has always come up with a play in the fourth quarter. Didn't happen last night. He was hurt. I mean, he got stepped on early, and then he kept going to his ribs. I, I still think it was not his fault at all. I mean, he missed... There was one bad miss in the entire game to me. That was the fourth down where he missed a Dunze, just overthrew it. Yeah, I do not judge a quarterback on one throw or even one bad game. The rest of the time, he had no windows to throw to. He was trying to make plays, but Michigan sort of laid back on defense and was covering the one play he likes the most, which is a deep out on the sideline. So I, I thought Penix was in a tough spot not because of his own fault, because they could not run the ball, and Michigan's defense had an easy job. They knew exactly what the Huskies want to do. Obviously, they had looked at film legally and (laughs) decided, we're going to make them do what they don't want to do, and they won the battle.
1: Well, also, the two second-half interceptions from Michael Penix, the first was on the first play of the second half, where they had all this momentum going into halftime, Washington, that is, because they scored late. In the first half, but then he turns the ball over on the first play of the second half. That led to a Michigan field goal. Then later uh, in the fourth quarter, as it's more desperation time, he threw another interception. That 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 turned into a Michigan touchdown.
3: That was fourth and 13, though. He was just chucking it up. Unfortunately, the return was unbelievable. It was amazing, and it set Michigan up two plays
1: later to score a touchdown that was the one you just heard from Blake Horne.
3: I have always thought the interception stat should have more layers to it. A fourth down Interception should not count as an interception like Josh Allen's interception the other day. Sorry. So I don't blame. He really had one significant interception and that was such a weird play too. I I think he thought he was throwing the ball away just like JJ McCarthy did against Alabama and he got screwed up. So I I don't think Penix was as bad as I kind of
1: think you think he was last night. I listen. I appreciate that he was hurt. I understand that. He wanted to finish the game. I think it's really admirable. I think for as high as Penix's stock was after the semifinal, I think it is definitely lowered now, which shouldn't you shouldn't be penalized just because you play into the championship game and you lose to the best team in college football. But I do think his stock took a hit last night because, again, he got injured. He was lucky just to finish the game. He cannot and could not handle the pressure of... Of that Michigan front and it was consistent. It was in his face and it forced him into a lot of bad throws, quite frankly. And there were some that were off the fingertips, but there were others. You got to show me these
3: bad throws.
1: They were to nobody. They were were getting tipped at the line of scrimmage. They were getting batted down at times. They were just, they were off.
3: Off to like, he was about to get sacked and everybody was covered downfield and he was just flinging it somewhere to try and make a play. I'm not sure he was missing a lot of easy throws.
1: Uh, I think it was both I think that you had to get I did rid not of the,
3: see that at all he had to
1: get rid of the ball quickly and that led to like he didn't take it I think he took one sack in the game but he was still getting all this pressure and he was getting like hit a little bit he just they weren't bringing him to the ground and he had to get rid of the ball and he was throwing it up yeah
3: I'm not sure wh- where he was supposed to go what play he was supposed to make in these situations I feel like Michigan did not give him a chance
1: right but again when you're going to the next level with the NFL while you will have it, you know, an NFL offensive line. It's not like Washington's offensive line was bad. Well, and their
3: interior offensive line is notoriously bad. Yes,
1: the guards were getting pushed around, no doubt. But you're also going to find stickier corners. Like, he's throwing to NFL wide receivers well, right now.
3: Watch the highlights. Those receivers were absolutely covered.
1: And that's going to happen at the next level. Like, right, and he
3: threw the ball. Gave him A lot of them got, there were so many balls that hit one hand on the receiver that in the NFL, those guys would come down with.
1: Well, these guys are going to be the guys in the NFL. But I mean, Michigan,
3: Michigan too. Obviously, covered Adunze. Uh They yeah. they were focused on Adunze, who still had a bunch of big plays. One that was called back on a holding. Now, I, I honestly think there was they had no time and no time, and they weren't rushing that many guys, so they could drop back in coverage as well. I, I thought that Michigan did a great job of doing exactly what they needed to do to stop Washington. I I don't think Penix had open guys everywhere. And he had no time at all. So, even if he did, he couldn't get it to them.
1: So, that's a little of the TikTok of what happened last night in case you missed the game at all. One of the biggest dominoes that will now uh, has to fall or maybe will not fall is the future of Jim Harbaugh at Michigan. So, to me, this has been writing on the wall for months. I mean, the first suspension, the first three-game suspension, there were two different three-game suspensions for Harbaugh this year. The first was self-imposed. The NCAA is investigating Michigan, first for improper recruiting during the pandemic. yawn. And now the sign-stealing scandal as well, because remember, the second suspension was given by the Big Ten. So, to me, Mm -hmm. I don't think Harbaugh wants anything to do with the NCAA anymore. I would totally understand that. I mean, this, they're, they're self-inflicted wounds, but at the same time, if you have the option of the NFL to stick around to fight all these different infractions, I think is not appealing. And now you've just reached the peak and the pinnacle. I oh. didn't think it mattered what happened in last night's game. I think he's gone to the NFL anyway. But the fact that he won, I mean, that this helps. Is, you win it, you're, yeah. you're, as an alum of the school, it doesn't get any better than
3: that. Yeah, what else are you going to do? You know, the only thing that kind of swayed me, and maybe this is my own emotions, I saw his 84-year-old dad out there and said, wow, he must really like living next door to... I think they live very close in Ann Arbor. There is some advantage to being there. He's going to make, he's going to make enough money that he'll never be able to spend it the rest of his life. I, I think you could make a compelling case for staying in Ann Arbor. I mean, obviously, have you ever seen a coach who was having more fun than last night? He was, looked super happy... John came out sometime during the first quarter, which was odd. I gave him a big hug. It just feels like he's got a great lifestyle there. Now, I understand the call of the NFL. I would totally get it if he did it. But I do think there's a compelling case to come back, even with the championship. Why not create a dynasty? Why not be like your guy, Bo Schembechler?
1: Well, I think it's going to be harder to create dynasties in this era of college football. With the transfer portal and with NIL, Like the talent is getting spread out a lot more. I don't know if we're going to see. Listen, I could be wrong, and maybe Georgia totally comes back with a vengeance next year. And we will consider that a dynasty, but I, and, and they are a dynasty, but I, I don't, I don't know if I see the juggernaut, like, well, the what the juggernaut
3: if, if Harbaugh and McCarthy come back, I think they're the number one team again. So that's another opportunity. Maybe just ride it out with JJ McCarthy. And when McCarthy goes, he goes,
1: I, I don't know what else you have to do though. Like, so waiting
3: he, two titles, is a lot better than winning one. As it compared to, what, being 7 and 10 with the Chargers?
1: Well, you could try to do something that no one's done. Win a college football. Well, Jimmy. Uh, Sorry, besides Jimmy Johnson, excuse me. But win a college football championship and win the Super Bowl. I mean, that puts you in very rarefied air. No,
3: of course. And I think also there's some pretty good opportunities. Las Vegas and la are two nice places to live yeah if, i was uh, gonna
1: say get, uh, get a <laughs> dad and mom come, to retire come, to vegas
3: come winter in ann arbor i could see uh <laughs> vegas and la being nice washington dc not as much
1: it's milder than michigan yeah but uh let's <laughs> listen to jim harbaugh now that he's won he says he can sit at the adult table
0: you know for me personally uh, just to be uh you know part of the family you know uh with my dad, who won a national championship with Western Kentucky in 2002, and John Harbaugh, who won the Super Bowl 2012 season, 2013 Super Bowl. I get to sit at the uh, the big person's table now. Uh, that that feels really good.
1: <laughs> I mean, heck of a family, that's for sure. I think he's gone. Uh, I think he hired an NFL agent, whether that was just to spook Michigan to give them more money. I mean, how you're going to really play these games. Like he has been playing with Michigan again. He's been interviewing for NFL jobs the last two years. He hasn't made it a secret. He was literally m- interviewing with the Minnesota Vikings on national signing day at one point. And I think his power has like his status and power has grown.
3: He's getting much better offers. He probably will get much better offers this year than last year's Vikings. I mean, Vikings, it's a good job, but now, I mean, there you hear rumors about a lot of teams with him. It's unbelievable. Uh, Chicago, obviously, because he played there. I got to tell you, maybe it's just my text read. A lot of Eagles fans are like, "Oh, let's fire Sirianni and bring in Harbaugh." I think the Patriots fans are probably like, "Ooh, let's look at Harbaugh too. Why not? He's as hot as you can be right now."
1: I think everybody like he's the guy on the market right now. And
3: well, him, uh, him, I do think Lions Ben Johnson, the offensive coordinator, is also the guy on the market. I think that there's two w- ways of looking at this. Do you want the guy who's a proven winner, yeah. or do you want the young genius? Who's about to blow up and become the next Kyle Shanahan
1: without a doubt. I can't even believe we're having this conversation. It's definitely
3: the young guy, right?
1: No. Oh my God. Opposite.
3: Shane Steichen is the model of who you want as your NFL coach, Listen, not Jim Harbaugh.
1: Okay. Shane Steichen, congrats to the Colts. You made it an interesting season, yeah. even though you lost your quarterback and you did it all with Gardner Minshew. Shane Steichen seems like he's a competent head coach. You have no idea with yeah, these coordinators. exactly.
3: That's why you want them.
1: No, you, you have no idea. Like, they could get a, the first day on the job and be completely not ready to be a head coach.
3: I'm sorry, and I'm taking D'Amico Ryan, Shane Steichen, even Jonathan Gannon. I'm taking a risk on the 38-year-old coordinator every time. No. Look at, I mean, how many retreads really win? Andy Reid did, but generally, though, it's the Sean McVays, the Shanahan's, this is the future of the league, Maggie. Don't hold back the future. Listen. I, I don't want Harbaugh. I no. much. I take. If you give me a choice right now, this could sound weird. I would take Ben Johnson over Harbaugh.
1: And you and we couldn't pick that guy out of a lineup. And that's not even the point of it. It's just he's never been in the big chair. So once you are making $15 million, which reportedly he wants to get paid. And he will. Okay, fine. But I don't know if you have the personality type, if you are the leadership guy. Like, you're a great play caller. I have no idea if you're anything more than that. Meanwhile, Jim Harbaugh, he for a certain team, like if you're the Chargers or even if you're the uh, – any of these teams, really, I, I can, I can yeah. make a case because I know – He's going to turn things around quickly. He has Mm -hmm. that pension. And I've seen he can do it with young quarterbacks like he did with Colin Kaepernick. I think he'd be able to work with more established quarterbacks like a Justin Herbert. Like, I I think Jim Harbaugh is the number one candidate.
3: Gosh, I would would take the coordinator any day. Look at Detroit's offense. You do not know what's going to hit you on any play. They are, in my opinion... They're outplaying their talent level. I want to bring that in.
1: Okay, but who's the what's the identity of the Lions? It's Dan Just Campbell, Jameer.
3: Yeah, well, it, yeah, that's I think in the public like that's the front-facing guy. But you watch that thing, you do not know if Jameer Gibbs is going to hit you, or you don't know where mom, Ross St. Brown is going to be. Their offense is clearly innovative. And he does seem like a player personality guy. He seems like the players seem to love him. Yeah,
1: but you can't... Where's the Goff? evidence of that? He made
3: Jared Goff good.
1: Of course they love him. This is the <laughs> no, first ben time Jones the Lions have been ben relevant in Ben to get a lot of camera okay, time. Okay, that's fine. But, like, this is the first time the Lions have been relevant in such a long time. I mean, this. of course the vibes are going to be immaculate. They sh- if, they're, if they're not good now, they're never going to be good. And, well, like, here's the thing. This is the thing about, like, I don't know what kind of guy Ben Johnson is going to be or what kind of head coach he'll be, but... When you are coaching for someone who's got the type of personality of like a Dan Campbell or even a Bill Belichick or whatever, these big personalities, you can't go to the next place and try to be the carbon copy of that guy. Again, I don't know if he would do that, but there can only be one Dan Campbell. Like, you can't fake that. Just the same way with Belichick and the assistant's. Fail over and over again, trying to be that guy, and it comes but off as being I, disingenuous. Again, I don't know about Ben Johnson; he
3: doesn't seem to have one thing in common with Dan. How Campbell. many
1: conversations have you had with this guy? How many press conferences have you watched with him? Like, ben how Johnson, do you know all this? Ben Johnson about seems
3: like the opposite of Dan Campbell. right He's a
1: play caller. We don't know much about him besides that.
3: So basically, the way here's how I see the coaching hiring cycle. Whoever the media says is the best hire is always the worst hire. And whoever the media ignores is always going to the Super Bowl. That's just the way it's been my entire life. The Eagles hired Doug Peterson, and was ranked seven among seven hires that year by everybody. Of course he wins the Super Bowl. The Raiders hired John Gruden, and he's going to bring them to relevancy. Of course it doesn't work. It's just the way it is. There's a reason guys are retreads. Generally, it's a harder formula. And there's a reason these brilliant guys come up with these big brains and these Innovated, Mike McDaniel, Shane Steichen, uh, obviously D'Amico Ryans is unbelievable. Kevin Stefanski, like, this Kevin is... Kevin
1: Stefanski's literally in the hot seat going into the season. Like, it's, this it's... has not been a perfect straight line for him.
3: I'm just saying, like, obviously, I think that's the... I think a lot of owners are going to be like, ooh, I want whatever that guy's doing. I want that. Well,
1: they also want it probably because it's cheaper and because you know that you're... It's probably cheaper, more controllable guy. You're not going to, you know, these... I don't know how many personnel battles yeah. you're going to lose. Like Jim Harbaugh, you're bringing a big personality in the building.
3: Who's the guy that everybody every team has been trying to replicate for five years now? What is the coach that everyone's been trying to hire?
1: Either Kyle Shanahan or Sean McVay.
3: It's been Sean McVay, right? Uh, you could you could Shanahan's say Shanahan's
1: tree is everywhere?
3: But I mean, obviously, everybody—if you knew Sean McVay, you got a job. So I think the Sean McVay has just changed the sport. Now it's you're looking at the playoffs. You're seeing guys like Zach Taylor and Sean McVay. And you're seeing D'Amico Ryan's being coached there, like the thirty-something. Yeah, you also got Robert
1: Sala. It doesn't always work.
3: Yeah, but that's the Jets. <laughs>
1: Just saying. I mean, the Jets could have. Where McVean do you think Ben Johnson boys. is going? He's going to a team that's going to be like, yeah, it's the Chargers, yeah, it's the Raiders, I mean, honestly, yeah, it's the Kevin, Panthers. Kevin, Kevin Connel has awesome.
3: been a pretty good coach too. There are like a lot of young, good coaches. I think owners are not going to be one to left behind on the modern way football is being played.
1: Oh, I disagree. I think Jim Harbaugh is going to have every door opening. You just said see, that. You Har- think Harbaugh is going to be? He's going to be sought after.
3: Yeah, but I, I think those other guys. I, I think it's going to be young coordinators going to break out. I think you're going to see a lot of that in future Super Bowls. Guys who are. First of all, anybody who hires a defensive guy, I just don't get it. Now, D'Amico Ryans is awesome.
1: What about Dan Quinn?
3: Yeah. Again, I would be excited. You know, I think you and I are kind of consistent on that. Nobody really wants to see a defensive coordinator come in because it's an offensive league.
1: Yeah. I mean, I think I don't think it's BS, though, that Dan Quinn, the defensive coordinator for the Cowboys, is getting some looks.
3: Yeah. I mean, I was surprised he didn't get hired last year. Um but who, and I think the, the hot coach, I mean, this year was Mike McDaniel, like guy owners want to see a fancy fun to watch product. It also puts uh, people in the stands.
1: I think the other thing about why you're going to see a lot of young and up and coming coordinators and stuff like that. First of all, the NFL is always like that. But secondly, right, right, right. you're having a lot of turnover now with some of the older coaches. Like how long, how much longer is Belichick going to be there? Yeah. How much longer Pete is Carroll. Pete Carroll going to be there? You know, we're even hearing not that he's old, but like Mike Tomlin, does he want a fresh start? Does he want to do something else? I mean, it's. There, there's like a little bit of maybe this change in the air.
3: Right. You know, I, I think Steichen had an impact too. Like, who is anybody excited when the Colts signed Shane Steichen? Of course not. But he took Gardner Minshew to the brink of the playoffs. That's pretty incredible.
1: Yeah. But I'm going to quote you and say in the AFC South.
3: No, no. But uh, Shane Steichen is the person the Eagles miss desperately. Uh, he is, he's awesome.
1: I'm sure. But I mean, if you're I acting like a... Shane Steichen's coaching in the Super Bowl. He's not even coaching a wild card weekend.
3: Yeah. But I mean, he's definitely top. Top five coach of the year. He's a guy. If he was on the open market, oh my god, the bidding would be out of control on him. He he had such a smart offense this year. Yeah. You're not into Shane Steichen?
1: No, I just think you overrate him because you're an Eagles uh, fan. And meanwhile, you're the one who's been telling me this entire time it's the defense that's the problem on the Eagles, not the offense.
3: But the defense has no personnel, but they miss Shane Steichen badly. Oh my god, you're crazy. You're not into Shane? I thought everybody, every football fan, thought Jane, Shane Steichen was a genius.
1: I think he's. I think he's. I'm not going genius.
3: Oh, Good my God. him. If you don't think Shane is a genius, I don't know who's a genius. He is the smartest man to ever coach football. <laughs> yeah.
1: All smartest right.
3: man to not play Jonathan
0: Taylor on a fourth and one.
3: <laughs> yes. Not
1: instead, the greatest game manager. Instead, you're going to throw on fourth down to a guy who's gotten, like, three touches all year, who now oh, feels yeah. awful about himself, by the way. Did you see his quote to, that Peter King got, had one of his quotes? He goes, I'm going to go talk to my parents right now because they're probably the only people who still like me.
3: Who would like, you guys oh, put as God. the top top three coach of the year candidates? I mean, it's very clearly D'Amico Ryan, Shane Steichen, and Kevin Stefanski. I, I don't even know who are these old retreads that are in this conversation. McVeigh, maybe.
1: I think McVeigh is is up there. Shan. I mean,
3: old retreads. He's thirty eight, but yeah. I mean, Does it, Kyle it's, get it? It's because- going to be Stefanski and D'Amico Ryan. is going to come in second. I if, I don't know if they list them. I'm telling you, that's how it's going to go down. And Steichen will probably be. Fourth.
1: It wasn't long ago when I was hearing Dak Prescott as MVP. Mike McCarthy as a coach of the year candidate. Dak
3: Prescott. I'll be rich. Will he be second in MVP voting or third?
1: When the Cal, when the Broncos won five in a row, I was hearing Sean Payton could have been a uh, coach of the year candidate.
3: I didn't hear that one. It was a- to be a 500 Broncos. Well, okay. Dak Prescott. Dak Prescott. What about be third- John
1: Harbaugh? Yeah, I guess you could make that argument. Mike Tomlin would be another one. I mean, I'm sorry. to Apologies to Shane Steichen. He's got a little competition.
3: Want to bet on this vote?
1: No. I want to bet on will Michael Penix be a first-round draft pick. Not will Shane Steichen be a top three coach of the year candidate? Because frankly, I just don't care.
3: (laughs) All right. I I love this coach. Like if you're looking at coaching, like Shane Steichen to me is much more impactful than some of the retreads. And we knew John Harbaugh coach, but the guy like that to come into Indy, like this is the trend.
1: No, but I know it's the trend, but here's the thing. Just like you've said this before, the coach of the year award is also the kiss of death. That doesn't mean anything about anything. You win coach of the year. So did Matt Nagy. Like it,
2: that's why I want Tomlin to get it so the, so the next year he's Tomlin's, a head coach.
3: Tomlin is the worst coach of the year. I think Tomlin, <laughs> Tomlin had Matt Canna hang around for 14 games.
2: Yeah, but if you look at their team, they're in the playoffs. And uh, you never would think that with this team.
1: Yeah. Well, it's like funny. Did he create the problems and then solve the problems? Or did he just solve the problems? A 212 4 cbs Covered a lot of ground there. But the bottom line, Jim Harbaugh. Perloff thinks that this is not a done deal that going back to Ann Arbor, still very much on the table.
3: Yeah, for some reason, it's connected to Bill Belichick returning to New England.
1: <laughs> Just like the, the air is going to yeah, get yeah. taken out of both of those. Uh, I don't
3: know. I mean, it pro- I think you're right. It probably Harbaugh probably gone and Belichick probably gone. But I see the compelling case for Ann Arbor. I mean, it's why would you leave a college town? It's fun to live in a college town.
1: Sure. It's also fun to live in Las Vegas.
3: If You're Jim Harbaugh? What's it? <laughs> <laughs> sure. I'm sure they
1: serve milk at those casinos. Yeah. 855-212-4CBS. <laughs> A tall glass of milk. 855 uh, 212 Coming up, okay, lots more to do here, including uh, we check in on one of our favorite weirdos, Aaron Rodgers. Do that next. Maggie and Perloff, CBS Sports Radio.
2: What the f*** is Aaron Rodgers up to today?
1: You know, there was a time when I thought we were going to have to retire this segment, <laughs> and then, well, doesn't look like we're going to anytime soon. So what is Aaron Rodgers up to the cliff notes a lot feuds with Jimmy Kimmel. We'll get to that in a second. That keeps escalating. But yesterday in a very funny moment, the always self-aware Aaron Rodgers was asked, how should the Jets fix their culture and start winning?
0: It's not a half the time thing. It's not a sometimes thing. It's not a most of the time thing. It's an every time thing. If you want to be a winning organization, and to put yourself in a position to win championships and be competitive, everything that you do matters. And the bull that has nothing to do with winning needs to get out of the building,"
1: says the man who does a weekly appearance, spouting conspiracy theories. It's pretty rich, Perloff. I mean, Aaron Rodgers, all-time great quarterback, interesting dude, not the most self-aware individual.
3: I hear you. I will. You could make an argument for him. He knows how to win, and nobody in the Jets building really knows how to win. So what is he talking? Does anyone know what he's talking about? No. Like, about?
1: can you imagine what he's talking about if he doesn't understand that his actions are part of the BS?
3: But obviously, that his I would counter argument like his actions had nothing to do with him being bad this year, right? Except he got hurt. That was his action.
1: No, I think that even more. Or do so do you
3: think that all the distractions? Yeah. Why well, that team wasn't going to win anything?
1: Okay. Well, that, let's put that aside because yeah. we both picked them to make the playoffs with, with Aaron, Aaron Rodgers. Okay. Yeah, yeah. There's so, another part of this. So. OK, let's take the off the field stuff like this is this is obviously a clear case of the pot calling the kettle black, because if you are saying to everyone else, if it doesn't have anything to do with winning, then you're it's BS and you have to flush it. Right, right. And then but he's saying that's for everyone else except for me. If you if he can go on Pat McAfee show every week and talk about everything under the sun, God knows what right. and he doesn't and see football. that as be part of the BS. Clearly, this man is not self-aware. Then on the football side of it, I think Rodgers does deserve some of the blame here. Yesterday in his mm-hmm. post game press, the yeah. postseason press conference, he said one of the big things they need is obviously to shore up the offensive line and he said they need better receivers. Well, two of the receivers who are on this team are only there because of you. And that's Al Lazard and Randall Cobb. And these guys are awful. Alan Lazard was getting benched at the end of the season. And Randall Cobb is just there. So Rodgers has like a safety. It's like a security blanket or a like a, a therapy dog or something. Not that Randall Cobb's a dog. I'm just saying he's only there because he's friends with Rodgers. Same with Tim Boyle, one of the quarterbacks. He's there to basically go to Broadway shows with Rodgers. Like,
3: Right, but you definitely can't blame Rodgers at all for the Jets being terrible because they've been terrible for a decade. They've won four games about nine years in a row. So what difference does it make who's right. there? I okay, mean,
1: because he said he was going to come in, and he's the one who knows how to change things right, and change the he's culture. The,
3: but he, got, he tore his Achilles four plays in this season. What did you expect from well, him?
1: before he even stepped on the field, it had to be Alan Lazard and Randall Cobb and Tim Boyle. So, he was already having, it, you know, influence on personnel on two areas of the football team that ended up being Achilles' heel, no pun intended there, wide receiver, and also backup quarterback. Okay.
3: But do you think they lost because he had Alan Lazard on this team? I
1: I'll think they you, lost I, for a lot of reasons.
3: I think they lost for one reason. Zach Wilson and Trevor Simeon.
1: And I, Tim Boyle. <laughs>
3: uh, well, Who also Timble- started a game. Yeah, okay, Tim Boyd, whatever. But the point is, the Jets had no. Clue. Aaron Rodgers got hurt. Of course, they could have a losing season.
1: Okay, but but he,
3: I'm curious. Like, what do you think he was actually referring to? There must be someone the in leaks. the building. There must be someone in the building who's not okay. The leaks. Who's yeah. not playing according to Aaron Rodgers' right. game plan? So who's leaking? And what are they leaking?
1: Well, we know one of the one of the people who's talk talk yap into the media is their head coach because Joe Beningo from WFAN aired out their text messages when he oh, wasn't supposed okay. to. So maybe he's talking I, if I'm Robert Sala, I take that as you're talking to me. Because that is BS. That was one of the big media stories. That, like, is the definition of BS.
0: And the Zach Wilson story about not wanting to go back into the into the starting lineup and that oh, kind of stuff. Oh, okay. So that's what we're talking about. And to. there are other things. I mean, he's been, talking, he's been complaining about them leaking stuff since the summer. And I don't remember everything on the list. Yeah. But that's been something he's said more yep. than once. Well, so that's, welcome so. to the Jets. Yeah, I was going to say, that doesn't happen in Green Bay.
1: Well, and this this is a Jets problem for forever. You're in the New York market. The Giants deal with this, too. You, well, I'm think, not saying the reporters are not good in other places. It's not a reporter's thing. This is the people who have agendas in the front office who are yeah. trying to get their I mean, their the Giants are out.
0: dealing with Brian Dable versus Wink Martindale. That's been a storyline for them that they don't get along for the last six weeks. So. But bottom
3: line, both teams are dealing with the fact that they're five-win teams perennially. That's that's a bigger problem. Yeah, but yeah. I, I think if what's funny know, about 12 this... If you're 12-5 and you leak, that's fine. If you're 5-12, and 12, it's bad.
1: I just think that Rogers, as the two on, like, totally, like, he he thinks that everything doesn't apply to him. (laughs) Like, what's good for you, like, say, do as I say, not as I do. Because he's the number one culprit in terms of BS around the organization.
0: He literally said yesterday, I'm not going to address the stuff I created on Pat McAfee until tomorrow's Pat McAfee show. He could have on the Jets podium stood there and gone an an apology or thrown more elbows, but he goes, no, 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 no. Tune in tomorrow for Pat McAfee. Like a wrestling promo. Right. While I'm telling you not to create distractions while he's creating a distraction, furthering a distraction. Who
1: is the media member? I'm sorry, Pete. Who was the media member who told Rogers McAfee should be paying you more? because he did not like that. I'm sorry, Pete, go ahead.
2: Right, and here we go again with the quarterback and the head coach. That was the problem last year. It's a problem again this year. And But, hey, let's bring back Robert Sala, and let, let's do it all over again. This organization needed to go in there in this offseason and just clear house and tell Aaron Rodgers, hey, look, this is what we're going to do. We're going to clean house. And we're gonna. If you want to be here, great. If not, we're gonna trade you.
1: That's it. <laughs> that was not happening with this organization. Rogers as the oh. most power, second only to the owner.
3: Yeah, it's funny. I, I like what Pete's saying. Could have been. It feels so farvish that he came to New York, it didn't work, and then he moves on and wins at his next team. Here's the thing.
1: No, but he's playing in New York next year.
3: I know he is. That's why. That's what it felt like. It was going farvish. Now Rogers wants to come back. I think the Jets are in decent shape next year. Like. I think this is all all this all the interviews and stuff none of that has anything to do with anything it's the fact that the dude broke his Achilles in the first game of the year yeah that's why the Jets are losing and I again here's the thing, I don't though. know why Roger's saying that the bottom line is your quarterback play was terrible last year so you lost
1: so yes that all that's true but there's another part of this which is and you said it and I think you would have been right about it quite frankly if it wasn't the Achilles. And Rodgers was healthy, and they were still, and he was playing. And even if they were winning, he's still doing those weekly appearances. Yep, totally. They, and he's still probably saying some things that are, you know, considered like really beyond the, you know, way outside of football.
3: Right. And none of that would matter if they were thirteen and four. So what? So so I, they. I think he did a lot of. Like, didn't he start this when the Packers were still good? I don't remember when did he start McAfee or were they on the downside already?
1: No. This. The Packers were still good, but the the Rodgers on McAfee stuff really picked up, obviously, during But it
0: it was the time where they were good enough to, like, win the North, but then not win a playoff game. Like, it was the the end of the Green Bay era when nobody was friends anymore and stuff like that.
3: Bottom line, winning is the ultimate perfume. It doesn't matter what Rodgers says on McAfee. If they're good, that's all anybody really cares about.
1: Okay, I think you're right about that because we're sports fans and we have a lot of, like, we obviously give a major grace period and grace to people. Ryan, can we play the other clip and this is from last week on McAfee. So this was the YouTube only part of McAfee with Rodgers on. Now it still has the ESPN watermark. It's still under the umbrella of ESPN. And this was his closing statement and this was not done with a twinkle in the eye. This was not done uh talking about. This was not talking about uh you know, this was not them joking around. This was just Rodgers. This is the last thing he said on McAfee last week
2: democracies always unravel into dictatorships or fascism, which is what you're seeing right now, when there's an emphasis on equality and not on civil liberties. So we gotta take back our country from these monsters. And so many of them potentially could be, you know, involved in some real heinous stuff.
1: Guys.
3: You know, fifty percent of the country agrees with him. Or you're—I okay. right? don't think it's fifty percent. Okay, but uh, well, we'll see in the presidential election.
1: No, no. Wait, 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 but here's the thing, though. Uh, that's not where I'm going with this. Yeah. What is football about that?
3: Right. right. But well, anybody who's going to Aaron Rodgers for their political advice deserves what they get. i would say if he was fourteen and three, and he was promoting the weirdest ideas, which he probably will, nobody would care. <laughs> Who cares? He's winning on the football field. I'm just field. saying,
1: for him to say we've got to flush the BS to get a win, a, getting a winning culture. I think he, whether he was healthy or not healthy, he's going to be saying stuff like that. And yes, maybe 50% or whatever your percentage is, thinks that. There's 50% that doesn't, and he's not an elected, he's entitled his opinion, that's fine. And he can spout it, and he's not going to get thrown in jail for it, and that's why this country is great. But you're going to get backlash for stuff like right, that. Right. That's a, I, that, that. That is really putting yourself out though. there.
3: If they're playing well, he can make have whatever political stance he wants. It doesn't affect what's happening on the football field. He's saying something's happening that is hurting them on the field. Right, right? and I think it's for, un- not, totally not self-aware
1: different. for him to understand yeah. that this like, also could hurt.
3: But why would the quarterback making political statements on McAfee hurt what's happening on the field? Because
0: I mean, haven't we seen good teams be hurt by certain players doing things outside the locker room and then reporters come in and ask all the other guys about it and they get frustrated with having to talk about and their But that was the
1: definition guy. of distraction. Right. Yeah, I mean, like, but
3: I always thought, I, I thought to straight Kaepernick too, I, I don't think it's that big a deal. I think like, I think a team could have signed Pat Kaepernick and if they were playing well, then it wouldn't have mattered. I don't, I don't think... Then why didn't any team? I think they made a mistake, honestly. Yeah, no, I they think, definitely did. Because but. I think you can win no matter what you, what politics your quarterback is. I think all that stuff, I oh. think what, what, what Rodgers was talking about was different. I think he's saying there's something football-related that's going wrong in the Jets, but oh, right not about all that. these distractions.
1: You're right about that, but this is also stuff he's saying. And, like, you're right about it shouldn't be a distraction, whatever politics your quarterback is, but you just brought up the perfect example. Kaepernick ended up being a massive distraction, and that distraction was used as a reason not to sign him. Right. Hell, Tim Tebow's fame, was a distraction know, where teams yeah. couldn't bring them in. There's lots of different reasons why guys, you know, that create distractions. And this is Rogers just putting this stuff out there. And again, I know the Jeffrey Epstein stuff and all that gets the headlines. That was the closing statement he said on that show. I mean, that's not nothing.
3: I don't... This is unbelievable. I do not think that is quite as an unpopular a statement as you guys kind of think it is. Like, that, pay attention to what's going on right now. There's I, a lot of people saying what he's saying.
1: Okay, but does that you're you're saying the quarterback of the Jets is saying that our democracy is devolving into fascism and we have to take out, back our country? Who's he even talking about take back our country from who?
3: Who's he say from from you from know from who? "Quote unquote from, the woke mob" or from whatever. Biden? You know. Like
1: I don't know what he's. talking
3: about? He's like like the, that this whole anti woke movement, like the Trump stuff.
1: But I, I'm telling you, I think it, I would love to know, again, you're in the locker room, you're going to get a lot of different opinions on stuff. And yeah, I, I, I would love to know how many guys who are, you know, young guys in that locker room of every race, what would they would think about that?
3: The truth is, era, you could get away with far right stuff in the NFL. You can't get away with far left stuff like Kaepernick in the
1: NFL. That's <laughs> about but
3: the reality is like teams... Sh- if the player is good enough, you should ignore the politics and just go with the football. That's the reality of how a t- how a winning team would do it. Like Belichick wouldn't care if you were far left or far
0: right. He would bring you in if you could win. That yeah, but he game wouldn't court. let you talk about this. He wouldn't. He I, would not let that happen. There's zero know. chance. He'd, he'd hire Aaron Rodgers, but he would make sure he didn't say things like that into a microphone. He might
3: make an exception for
0: Rodgers. He's the. He, did, how long did that Brady Trump hat stick also, around? by the way,
3: Belichick also. Wrote a letter for yeah in support of Trump. No, I get it. It's not he's... just about
1: who you support, though. I agree with Bogish there. The Patriot Way. Is in a lot of is saying nothing to the media. Like, I hear
3: you, but the Patriot Way is also ignoring. I mean, they literally knew Aaron Hernandez had killed a person and uh, lined him up oh, at tight I, end. I get so it. the Patriot Way is ignore anything that can help you win football games. There's no, there's no other okay. stuff. There's no. They don't care who the politics of you are. They don't care what your pass is. If you help them win football games, they'll sign you up.
1: Yes, but the Hernandez example is the most, maybe one of the most tragic we have came back around to bite them pretty hard.
3: Yeah, I'm sure they do it again. I mean, they don't care about character. They're, they're, they're look at the draft and like, ooh, this, this guy's dropping me as a character. I want him on my team. They see value in character Right, issues. but the
1: Hernandez example is like how that can go to the extreme and look at the tragedies that maybe could have been avoided if anyone acknowledged that Aaron Hernandez was in a, ho- in a horrible spot. Yeah, Instead, they ignored it for the sake of winning. Th-
3: they drafted him when every other team didn't want him. They drafted him because they thought he could get the right. My sure. point was like, and they're... then he asked
1: to be traded to try to, if you believe that story, he went to the combine to find Bill Belichick to ask him to trade him so he could get away from the people in Connecticut yeah. or whatever that he was trying to get away from, and Belichick said no.
3: Yeah, Bel- because Belichick, I mean... they care about football only. and not... My only point was, like, certain teams, they don't care what your quarterback says on the sideline. If you're winning games, it really doesn't matter.
0: Right, now. but like I think we're, you're in a different spot now. No one said that the Jets should get rid of Aaron Rodgers. But the the possibility of him being annoyingly like him, the possibility of him affecting a good team next year exists. It's not my, my it's not the like yeah. the most likely outcome, but it exists that everything goes correctly next year and they're winning. And he keeps saying stupid stuff. And last week he said things that were not defensible. Like what he said about Kimmel was was off the rails and unnecessary. That's not the same thing as his political views. Like he just, last week was too was different and too far. Yeah, so there's a chance throws... where so but and and it's not the same thing as saying you can ignore it, he can have it, but the patriots would not have let Tom Brady do this. Exactly. They wouldn't have yeah. He could have believed all he wanted to. He could have held rallies right. in his house, Wait, but Bill Belichick would not have let him go
2: on TV every week. But and Pete, say you're this a Jets things. fan, right?
0: Yes.
3: If he comes out and leads him to 12 wins next year, you're, I'm sure you're willing to forget well, that, all that, of that.
2: That. That's the, 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 that circles back to the whole point. I think the problem is that the Jets allowed him to do the McAfee spot from the beginning. I think I would have paid him not to do the spot because then it leads to what he's talking about with the PS. Yeah. I mean, uh, that's the problem.
1: There's the, no money in the world the Jets could pay him to not do that uh, spot.
2: I, I, if, if I were the Jets, I would doubt It's would not about money. I, I know.
3: But I think they could still win, even with him doing that spot and saying things that are really not appropriate. And I think they that, could still win. And that says a lot football.
1: about us as football, or whatever, just us but, as a uh, society. You should be able to say what you want to say right. without repercussion. I mean, you know, granted, yeah. there are limits, of course. Yeah. We know this. And your employer, it's going to be up to them. Free speech doesn't mean you get to say whatever you want, it means you won't get put in jail for what you say or whatever. But we all have to understand that. But it's like. He he's going to cause headlines. Right, right. No matter could, if he's playing or not.
3: But I think he could still win a lot of games even with – I don't think all that stuff distracts from winning that much. That's what – which was the beginning of this segment saying – he's saying get the non-winning stuff out of the building – I mean, there still could be some validity. I'm just saying, going on McAfee and sharing his political views is not necessarily co- going to cost the Jets wins.
1: Well, in his mind, he doesn't see that as a distraction. Everyone else has to deal with, and that's the double standard that Aaron Rodgers holds. What's good for me is not necessarily good for you. Because if Garrett Wilson was going on McAfee and doing this every week, I don't think it would, I, I don't think. Ro- I think Rodgers would be like, "Hey, man, is this helping us win or not helping us win?" But when it's him. Rogers is like, what's good for the goose is not necessarily good for the game.
3: But I think he's saying the things that cost the team wins were not him being on McAfee that they were doing the coaches. I'm not exactly sure what it is. Like coaches were blabbing. Is that really costing your team wins? Why is that?
0: I don't know. But it's uh, got to it be because he's, everybody else has gotten his seal of approval. He's not asking for a new head coach or a GM. Like There's only a few things he could be talking about that are negative.
1: You know what? So we, I swear to you, we are professional broadcasters, but we went too long with that. bogish. can you stick for a second, and we'll do our update on the other side of this break.
0: Or Michigan won the national title and John Morant's out for the season. <laughs>
1: Wait, that's it? No, it's got <laughs> to be more. That's all that matters. We Sports. need Clippers highlights. 855-212-4CBS. We'll do that. Uh, you're welcome to weigh in. 855 Aaron Rodgers, is he the distraction or is he, is everyone else the distraction? Right? 855 212 Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced.
3: Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's
2: why they make ordering from your couch easy. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter, and Medella is your reward. Medella, the mark of a fighter. Trick responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois.
1: Welcome back, Maggie Gray, Andrew Perloff. Michigan wins the natty. Andrew Bogish could not get his headlines in last segment because we got too busy talking about Aaron Rodgers. now we've got headlines hello uh
0: the future's now for jim harbaugh he has his national title he still has the ncaa hovering around his wolverine so is it time to try the nfl again i just want to enjoy this i just want to enjoy this uh and i hope you give me that you know can can a guy have that does it does it always have to be you know what's next what's What's the future?
1: (laughs) Yeah, kind of does. Also says the guy who was interviewing for NFL uh, jobs the last two years. It's
0: true. Uh, Reports yesterday said the Raiders and Harbaugh had some mutual interest. Michigan AD Ward Manuel saying last night, quote, if he decides that he wants another opportunity to coach in the pros, then I'm going to be happy for him, sad for us, and we're going to move on and find the next person to lead. But before anybody moves on, they will celebrate their first national title since 97.
2: JJ under center brings a tight end in motion hand off Blake Corum up the middle touchdown Wolverines find the left side of the offensive line and Michigan extends the lead to 33 to 13 with 3:37 to go in the ball game
0: that was the second of Blake Corum's two fourth quarter TDs as Michigan put away Washington 34-13 in Houston the Wolverines running for 303 yards four touchdowns all while the defense Harassed Michael Penix Jr. all night. He was only sacked once but picked off twice and left with a rib injury. Uh, I wish EJ was here for this. Miami finally apparently has its next quarterback. It's not K State's Will Howard or Washington State's Cam Ward. It's U Albany's Reese Poffenbarger. He's a real person. I've <laughs> seen him play in person twice. Uh, he just led FCS in passing yards. And touchdowns for those Great Danes from U Albany. Wait,
1: what's the last name again?
0: Poffenbarger. P o f f e n b a r g e r.
1: Rolls off the tongue.
0: Yeah. Are they getting
3: Talia Tangaviloi? Is going out of Miami now too? Is I mean, that, that was, the rumor. There, there was that. But, was, but so this Albany guy's the
0: starter. Well. Huff and Puff. He, what's his name? Needs, <laughs> oh, yeah. Doesn't have a next, doesn't uh. have a year. Still, he needs to first needs a waiver to get another year from the NCAA, and then he needs to go somewhere.: somebody. I
1: thought they were they were handing out these waivers like Oprah with cars and.
0: Stuff. No, so his argument is that there was a season where he only took four snaps. And one, two of them at Alabama. At Alabama, yeah, I remember that. When, like two of them were because Tua was hurt and he like came in to close out the games. So he's yes. asking for that year back. But
1: he was on oh the my team. God.
0: On the team, appeared in four games for a total uh, of like five snaps. So that's too many games. But his argument is, I only played to like end to kneel out wins.
3: Oh,
1: so if you only play in garbage time now, you should get another year. Actually, Ty is not yet.
3: even that old. He's twenty three. So that's
1: uh, <laughs> wow. I think
3: it should be. Might as well be but... a high school senior. That is funny. Did you see, by the way, uh, Washington, Will Rogers was actually on the field, there, their next score. The transfer yes. board is crazy. So you transferred and you're already on the field for the national championship game, even though you played a season for oh, someone else this year?
1: No, make no mistake. Next year, I bet he will invoke that. Like when they win their first yeah. game, he'd be like, you know, I just remember seeing <laughs> yeah, Michigan <yeah>. celebrate <laughs> with that confetti, really put a chip <laughs> on our shoulder. It's like you played for another team.
3: The timing of the transfer portal definitely has to change. It's just too weird that you can just leave before. Anyway, right, go ahead bogus
0: Uh John Moran's out for the year. He needs shoulder surgery. I heard him in practice on Saturday. So he plays 9 games post suspension and now he's done again.
3: Does anyone know when he got hurt or what ha- what's happening here? It got buried in the National Title game.
0: Uh he got hurt in practice Saturday. They had to uh, dislocated his shoulder. When they looked at it, they saw a I think what was a pre-existing labral tear. So now he's having surgery. Oh, or not great... the dislocation was that bad it caused the tear? But either way, Saturday happened, imaging, oops, you're out for the year. Not a great year for Ja <laughs> I
1: would say this one, I mean, he was really turning it around, too. Yeah, also, the Grizzlies
3: look really good.
1: So I hate to say this part because Ja has been doing everything right and been a model citizen, you know, so far. But now you're just going to have time on your hands. Like, uh, considering the type of trouble that he was getting in before, I feel like time on your hands might be the worst thing. Yeah,
0: at home, where maybe the bad influences are, too.
1: Sure, I mean...
0: Hopefully he's doing like Aaron Rodgers and rehabbing
3: twice a day <laughs> in a cave. I
1: was going to say, when you say like Aaron Rodgers, we really could have gone a lot of ways there. Psychedelic <laughs> drugs, darkness. Yeah. Feuding it's... with late night hosts. I mean, there's a lot of avenues.
3: But it, in a way it felt fitting. Like John Morant's like he just, this season was kind of messy. Like I didn't want to do a John Morant redemption season really. Uh, in the sense that like I, I'm, I'm okay with him going away and starting a fresh new year.
1: Even more distance. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Get a little
3: distance from this crap, and then just start your career over and be a great player.
1: Especially because even after he came back from the suspension, he was saying all the right things. But like his dad did an interview and was like, "No, there's no one changing in the inner circle. Like we're all good. Why would I change anything?" It's like, I don't know. Maybe because people are worried about you.
3: Now you got me convinced that he's gonna go down a dark path.
1: I'm not trying to convince you of anything. Yeah, no, no. Now now
3: I'm worried about that because I want to see uh, John Morant be a star. So, wait, uh, Jared Jackson was playing amazing, too. That's like a, a hidden NBA star.
0: Oh, well. But, I blame you, Bogus. <laughs> it's that for delivering fault. the news. Yeah, no, it's my fault. Kill the messenger. Yeah. Thank
1: you. 855 212 cbs Coming up, the biggest question coming out of the national title game last night. We answer it.